Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome back to our one-on-one series of podcasts. Uh, my guest today is Tasso Argueros, who's CEO of Action IQ. Welcome, Tasso. Thank you, Kim. Good to be here. Just um, before we we kind of dive into the topic of customer data platforms, which is I know of great interest to our readership right now. Uh, before we do that, just give us a little introduction to um, Action IQ and, and, and yourself. Yes, of course. Um, so my background is in data and databases. Um, before Action IQ, um, I built another company in the big data space called Astra Data. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a next generation scalable database technology. Um, we sold the company to Teradata in 2011 for uh, about 300 million, so it was a good exit. And uh, within Teradata, um, I spent three years um, helping run their big data products. And that was a great opportunity for me to work with a lot of um, global 2000 enterprises, helping them um, get value out of their data, including working on a lot of customer data lake mm-hmm. type of projects. What I found at Teradata is that there's a big gap between the data that is stored in IT systems and how do businesses, including marketing and customer uh, executives and teams, access the data to get value and change the customer experience. I think of it as a last mile problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a huge opportunity that required a new approach. So I started Action IQ with a vision of giving marketers ownership of their customer data so that they can drive their own success. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. There's that big lake of data there. There's a necessity to make it actionable and uh, and valuable. I think uh, because I hear the term customer data platform so much these days, I think it'd be useful to distinguish it from other kinds of solutions. For example, if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, but I've got a CRM, I've got Salesforce, or I've got maybe Adobe, isn't it the same thing? What's the distinction? Yes, it's a great question. And, and you know, I think the market is still trying to come to terms with what exactly is a CDP. Um, we see a lot of vendors uh, calling themselves a customer data platform when, in reality, they're very different from us or what we consider to be a data platform. Um, the way I think about it is, historically, CRM was a database that was managed by IT mm-hmm. and was keeping a lot of customer profile and attribute data. So it would have you know, your, the list of your customers, their addresses, their emails maybe, et cetera. Um, CDP is fundamentally different in a couple of ways. First of all, it's a data platform that's owned by the marketer. Okay. And I personally believe that the time has come for marketing to take more ownership of customer data, which was not the case before. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that important? It's important because... The never before did the marketer's job depend so much on data. Uh, so if you're a CMO today or a VP of marketing or a VP of CRM or whatever, whether you get promoted or maybe even get fired really depends on your ability to access, process, monetize all that customer data. So it becomes a really critical thing for marketers. Marketers want to take more and more ownership, whether it's more ownership versus where it used to be on the IT side or more ownership versus where it used to be maybe on some third parties, agencies, mm-hmm. etc. So the ownership being on the market is one big difference from, from CRM. Um, the second big difference, and you know, I'm, I'm talking a lot about B2C environments here because sure. I think that's kind of where it more, it's more interesting, um, is that the CRM systems were not about any interaction data. It was only profile data. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And and that was fundamentally different problem, right? Yeah. So, 
it gives me the path that you may have your customers, okay, this person, you know, we have Kim. Kim is a customer, right? How did Kim interact with our brand the last week? CRM systems did not have that information. It could have happened through some of the more common mediums, like the website. It could be through the call center interaction data. It could be through mobile. It could be through, you know, we sent him a direct mail. Or it could be, hey, Kim walked in a store. We had interaction with our associate. Maybe that was capturing a clienteling system. Having all this interaction data coming together in one place is critical. Right. So the way these things are today, if you look at some of the big marketing clouds or the CRM systems, they only really capture 1% of the customer data that's available enterprise-wide. Mm, interesting. And if you want to really do things like journey, cross-journey personalization, for example, 1% is not enough. You need 100% of your data. That's where the CDP can help. Um, in addition, if you from a what does it take to do all this processing? If you're a very big enterprise, and you know we work actually, Q works with large enterprises across telco and media and retail and, and a lot of other verticals. We work with some of the bigger biggest companies out there. Um, these companies may have profile data that's in the order of tens of millions or hundreds of millions for the biggest ones of of rows, but. If you see how many interaction events have happened in the past, let's say, two years or three years, <laughs> we're lot. talking about hundreds <laughs> of billions. Yeah. And so what the CDP should do and what we've done at Action IQ, which I think is very unique, is we can process hundreds of billions of events in seconds. And that's something unprecedented in the marketing technology space. Right. You need that type of scalability and performance to help enterprises make the most out of 100% of their data. Um, and that's also very, very new. So if you look at the CRM system, marketing cloud systems, that's not um, the kind of problems that they were focused on when the technologies were being developed. Sure. I think the distinction between B2B and B2C is really helpful here because, of course, if you're in the B2B business and you have a sales representative who's updating the profile with actions and calls and, and meetings, then you're great. But you you want to do this at scale for large enterprises, retail, where you just can't. That doesn't apply. This has to be an automated approach, correct? Exactly right. Exactly right. So so B two C ultimately has so many more clients. Again, we're talking about yeah. tens of millions, hundreds of millions, you know, billions or tens of billions, hundreds of billions of events. We we do a little bit of B two B only in some cases where it's a B two B that has a very large number of clients and yeah. it's kind of, for instance, one of our clients is Shutterstock. And Satisfy has almost like a mixed model in the sense yes. that they sell to uh, businesses, sometimes large businesses, but they also to a lot of small businesses and a lot of, for example, freelancers. And then the way you treat these people becomes more like personalized B2C marketing. Mm -hmm. But mostly, I think the B2C problems are the bigger and more interesting problems, so we're very focused there. And that's something I've been hearing a lot recently, that uh, people who are interested in cutting-edge automation, artificial intelligence, that kind of thing. They're really excited about the B2C space because of the volume of data, the number of transactions and interactions that are going on. That's exactly right. Um, there's a lot of excitement about AI and machine learning and deep learning even. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, what people, few people realize is that deep learning is much better generation of algorithms but they require a lot more data yes. than the traditional data science techniques and B2C has the data. Um, that's where we also see a big opportunity for the customer data platform. Um, in our minds, it's not the job of the customer data platform to provide models because the models at the end of the day are custom to every single company. Okay. 
And if you look at big enterprises, almost everybody has resources in-house that develops models specifically for that enterprise. Um, so if you try to provide out-of-the-box models, it becomes a consulting engagement, yeah. which is not what we do. We're a, we're a software vendor. We have professional services, but we don't want to do custom work. We have a product that works out-of-the-box for everybody, and that's what makes it cost-effective yeah. and scalable. Um, but the customer data platform can accelerate model development by providing more data to the people that develop those models. Got it. And at the same time, take those models back into the customer data platform and operationalize them within the CDP. And that's a phenomenal opportunity to shorten the cycle that it takes from when a marketer thinks of an idea to when they have a model that's ready to be deployed and it's actionable. So we can really shorten that cycle. But that's also different from saying, hey, we have five models out of the box that work for someone else <laughs> and may or may not work for you, probably not. There's a lot of yeah. one-size-fits-all AI out exactly. there. This makes a lot of sense. So you... Uh, companies are, are developing custom, appropriate, relevant models, but you can feed them with the data and then you can operationalize those models. Exactly right. Very nice. It's a fascinating opportunity, yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing that interests me, a lot of the data you've been talking about seems to me to be um, what you might call deterministic data. It's credit card transactions, it's based on emails, it's based on knowing who the people are. Now, you can develop a, a deterministic profile, but it's also interesting if you're selling to those people or if you're predicting what they're going to buy next to be able to plug in probabilistic data, behavioral data, where where they were last at, where, mm -hmm, where they've mm -hmm. been online. Do you pu push that into the platform too? Yes, yes, we do. Um, so, I mean, our vision for the CDP is that we, we don't think the CDP vendor should be providing data. Mm -hmm. But any data that can be tied back to the individual, whether in a deterministic or a probabilistic way, mm -hmm. should be part of the CDP because at the end of the day, the marketer wants to use everything to make decisioning, do orchestration, do personalization, right. um, et cetera. Um, where, where we see less value is the fully anonymized data, third-party data. That's more of the DMP okay. uh, purview, where the DMP vendors, what they're really good at is A, um, forming partnerships to bring in third-party data and be having a repository of anonymous data to use specifically for advertising purposes. Yes, yes. Um, we do integrate with DMPs, though, because oftentimes you need your first-party data to inform decisions on the advertising side. That's a great CDP use case. But between the CDP and the DMP is more of an and than an or. Okay. Both both technologies have a place in the marketing stack. Well, what about the possibility of taking probabilistic data and being able to append it to deterministic profiles? Is that something which happens? Yes, yeah, you can definitely do that. So one thing you can do is to say, so so by probabilistic data, I'm assuming um, you mean that you know maybe you, you think that someone maybe this customer A or maybe customer B. Is this the kind of data you're thinking I'm about? I'm thinking of like online behavioral data where they haven't necessarily entered a, a password or device-related. Exactly right. Yeah. So there's the three types. So this, this goes back to the question of identity matching. And there's three yeah. types of identity matching. The first type is um, the, the data exists and it exists with the right identifiers, but it's in different systems, IT systems, or maybe different third-party vendors. It's formatted differently. In theory, it's trivial to bring it together and match the identities. In practice, it, requir it requires a lot of data work, a lot right. of DTL work. So that is the first category, which is deterministic ID matching. 
The second category is probabilistic, where you have maybe a name or an address that you can match, but you're not quite sure, so you need to take a chance. Mm -hmm. The third thing is what's called the device graph or identity graph, and that's mostly third-party driven. You need third-party data to make any determination about those things. CDPs, like ActionIQ, do the first and the second, but not the third. Not the third. The third is more of a DMP, and there are specific companies... Uh, that all they do is identity matching or device graph matching. That data you could bring in to the CDP as well, but it has to come with a vendor that specializes in collecting and aggregating that third-party data. So from an action IQ perspective, we're very good at deterministic identity matching, probabilistic identity matching, and then we will collaborate or partner with I device see. graph vendors to bring that data into the CDP platform. Okay. And another thing, you've mentioned enterprise a couple of times. You, you very much, um, your proffer is an enterprise CDP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where your interest lies? Is CDP an option for, for mid-market? Uh, I mean, anyone, if they've got enough data, could benefit from a CDP, correct? They could. Um, yeah, our focus is enterprise. So, you know, we work with companies that have, you know, the I think our smallest customers have revenues of maybe $1 or $2 billion and up. Um and there and there may be a market a mid market for CDPs. I think the products though, that will appeal to mid market and the products that appeal to CDPs and the companies that are very different. Yeah. I think it's very hard for the same company to do both. I think vendors have decided at the end of the day whether they do the one or the other. Um the reason why we're focused on enterprise and why it's a good fit for us is that A, um, you know, my background is building scalable database technology for large enterprises. Right. My co-founder, uh, who's a CTO, came from Facebook, so he built you know data systems that power Facebook's advertising. That's definitely enterprise scale. Yeah. Um, also, the way we structure our account management, professional services. If you look at our teams, everybody has a background that that means they understand how data is managed in enterprise environments, and they're ready for the kind of um, mess that you tend to find uh, in large enterprise environments. And the mess, I don't say it as a bad thing. For me, it's an opportunity. Right. It means that we can, there's so much value, so much opportunity to bring together data sources that never came together before. And where we prove our values that we promise our clients that we can deploy in 12 weeks. Mm. And if we don't have the technology we have and we have don't have the people we have, there's no way we could do this. Um, I mean, you hear all kinds of horror stories in the market about uh, marketing technology deployments taking you know many months or <laughs> yes, years indeed. even. Yes. Um, but we've been very successful in having these twelve week deployments, and that's because we're so focused on the enterprise side. And very much cloud based, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, one last question to finish up with. I understand um, from your explanation the kind of data you're working with, where it's coming from. Do you at Action IQ act, uh, execute on the data, or do you? push the data, whether it be in the form of audiences or segments, back to your clients to actually execute campaigns or whatever they need to use. It's a great question. We do not do execution um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, where would we start? (laughs) There's so many channels, so many different execution platforms. Actually, that's a challenge with the marketing clouds. They keep acquiring companies, but it almost feels there's new channels mushroom (laughs) faster than what they can acquire. Um, So we don't think we're the best and that's what we want to 
to feed that data into best of breed execution platform for every channel. Okay. Um, but the other thing is that we're in a very advantageous position that we don't compete with the execution vendors. We can actually partner with all of them. Okay. So one of our biggest value propositions in large enterprise environments is that we can support multiple products from the same cloud and help orchestrate and measure their performance. And we can even do this for multi-cloud environments. Right. So we have clients that, that have products from two big marketing clouds. And thanks to Axon IQ, there's an orchestrated, measurable customer experience across all these channels. And if you think about email, you think about more traditional CRM, you think about call center there's very few enterprises that are not multi-cloud these days, right? Um, so that's a big value proposition of the CDP, which is how do you orchestrate all these different vendors, and then how do you reliably measure the true incremental lift that every execution vendor and every execution channel gives to you? That's a great value proposition for the CDP. That makes it very clear where you sit in the stack, what you are and what you're not. But exactly. Thank you very much for joining us for this. That is a great explanation of CDPs. Thank you. It was a pleasure.